listeners far and wide, gather round and lend your ear to the festive tales of Horrigan and Hal's Christmas cracker. We will be Matt, opening. What are you doing? Nothing. You're in early, aren't you? We're not starting till nine. Yeah, well, it's only eight. And what are you doing here? All right, I mean, I'm not on trial. What are you doing here? Are you recording the narrator? Okay, I didn't want to have to have this conversation, but I really don't think you should do it. I, Clearly you didn't. That's why you came in early. Right, exactly. I don't, just don't think it gives the right impression. What you, what you do with your narrator voice, I don't think is right for a Christmas special. Well, <laughs> it's better than doing a crappy David Suchet impression if we're going to, you know, draw swords. I told you it should be like a wizened old man. Well, if that was what you are going to do, it's out. I'm telling you that now. It's out. Hello, everyone, and gather no, round. No, if you're going to do the narration, do oh, it that's what's the narration. I think it, like that an old was the man telling old a, man. Yeah, telling a story. Oh, it's happy New Year time. Hello, everyone, and gather round. <laughs> Fine. I, I suppose it's not. It's not. It's not so bad. But can you sustain it? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay. Well, you, I'll tell you what. Let's just take it in turns. I'll go first then. All right. Set the tone. Just try and watch what I do and learn. All right? Here we go. Do you want me to note you no, as you go through? just watch. Okay. Welcome, listeners, to Horrigan and Hal's Christmas Cracker. Sit back, relax, close your eyes, unless you're driving, and enjoy our festive tales. We begin our Christmas Cracker at the Old Vic. Damn it! Fuck that, Yeah, I did. I'll go again. We begin our Christmas tales as the old Vic has done for the last 70 years. Oh, shit, I, don't, I keep getting this line wrong. Do you know what might help? I think really feel those 70 years, you know? Really make them seem like they were 70 years ago, you know? We begin our Christmas season as the old Vic has done for the last 70 no! years with a tale by Mr. Charlie Dickey. Boy, what day is it today? Today? Why, sir, it's Boxing Day! Oh, shit, I've overslept. Right, <sighs> quick breakfast, maybe a little nap, and then I'll head off. You there, boy! What day is it today? Today? Why, sir, it's it's the 4th of January. Oh, shit. Mr and Mrs Cratchit, sorry for your loss. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry for your loss, Bob. Mrs. Cratchit. Thanks. Mr. Scrooge, what are you doing here? Yeah, look, uh, I know this probably won't be any consolation to you, but I... I had intended to come down to yours on on Christmas Day, uh, give you a big goose, give you a, a raise, give you some money to cure Tiny Tom. Tim. Yeah, to cure Tim Tom. No, there's no Tom. I know, he's gone, but it's as if he's still with us. No, there's no Tom, it's Tim. They were twins. Oh, God. How is the little blighter? Oh, God. Look, honestly, if I was Anyway, a... um, look, I, I know it must have been rough losing your boy on, on Christmas Day. <laughs> Still, at least you had it off. Well done, me, eh? Uh, Tim didn't pass till the following Thursday, sir. You could have come on Boxing Day. Oh, God, I wish you hadn't told me that. See, I had intended to walk down. I was on my way and... The pub was doing some karaoke. They were singing Good King Wenceslas. And you know how I love to belt that out, remember, at your desk a few Christmases ago. 
Well, I went in and I really knocked it out of the park and people were so amazed that Ebenezer Scrooge was singing and wanted to buy me a drink, so... <laughs> well, long story short, I drank a bottle and a half of whiskey. I was a goner for the next couple of days. Anyway, <laughs> I just wanted you to know I had good intentions. And you know Christmas, it's the thought that counts... So listen, I need you in early tomorrow. The Barclay brothers are coming in to set up another loan. I, I can't be there. I'm, I'm having some furniture delivered. I don't know if you realised, I was living like a pauper in that place. <laughs> like, hello, Ebenezer, you're a millionaire. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, I made you this beef casserole. Have a great funeral for Tom. It's the thought that counts indeed. But of course, thoughts and prayers might be able to stop mass shootings in America. But they won't pay the heating bills. A bit of, bit of pizzazz there. Twinkle in your eye? Yeah. Stain in your pants? I get it. <laughs> Mummy, Daddy, hurry, Santa's been! Oh, wow, Harry, look at your stocking. Stocking? That's more of a sack. It's positively bulging. Come on then, son, open her up. What's Santa got you? It's coal, Dad. A whole sack of industrial-grade coal. Quick, I'll get the matches. Who knows where the poker is? Oh, look at this pure black gold. You have done well. Right, Sally, come on now. Open up your coal sack. But, Daddy, I haven't got any coal. What? My stocking is full of presents. Give me that. What is this? The Lego Friends horse show and trailer. Is this a joke? I'm going to call one of the ponies Friendship and the other Hope. Oh, Christ. Is this the squash mallow seven and a half inch Tally the Grey Cat? Yes, Daddy, he's going to be my best squishy friend. No. No, there has to be something in here we can use. Some some winter fuel tokens, some fire lighters at least. Tell me you put those on your list. I, I don't know what those are, Daddy. Look, Dad, it's the Hot Wheels RC Tesla Cybertruck. Oh, God! Maybe we can harvest the batteries. Darling, what are we going to do? Well, for a start, you can turn off the radiators in her room. I'm not wasting any more energy on ingrates like her. But... But, Daddy... You had to do it, didn't you? You had to get on Santa's nice list. Little Miss Perfect. All we wanted was for you to be naughty. Is that so much to ask? Is it? Look at all this cat. You know there's an energy crisis, don't you? What shall I do with these toys, Dad? Burn them all. St John the Baptist Church has stood on this site since 1182 AD. Built by the Normans, it's seen families through their Christmas celebrations for nearly 1,000 years. And this year is no different. A lot of people forget what Christmas is really about, but we're helping them to remember. That's why all December here at St John's, Jaeger bombs are just one pound. St John the Baptist Weatherspoons, Bambra. Because family is important, but so is getting away from them. Christmas has always been a time of peace and joy, and this was even... Sorry, Christmas. It's like what? a fun. It's like a fun Christmas. Christmas. Where's the F? Where's the U? Where's, Where's the, the N? F? Cri- Where's the F? Christmas. Fun. You said fun. Christmas. You said a fun Christmas. C-H-R-I-S-T-A. Oh, Sorry. I've got... Oh. Christ's ass. Look, can I just do my interpretation and you leave me the fuck alone? Okay, go for it. Crimus is always... No, stop! 
Right. Christmas. Uh, it has to be Christmas. But you're fine with the voice? If you change it to Christmas, fine. Christmas has always been a time of peace and crimous joy. And this was even true. <coughs> I'm probably just going to do the, the, the normal voice. The here. normal voice. Yeah, that's all right. Christmas has always been a time of peace and joy, and this was even true during one of the bloodiest periods in history. You served during the winter of 1914, didn't you? I did. Flanders. Most of us lads from the village had been there since October. We were deep in mud. The excitement had gone by then, of course. Some of us had already been unlucky. What happened on Christmas Eve? <laughs> I, I thought you'd ask me about that. I've never known anything like it. The snow trickled down all day until the evening. And then, through the quiet, we started to hear singing. Uh, German singing. What did you do? We sung back. Before I do it, we were over the top, shaking hands, laughing, fraternizing, I, I suppose you'd call it. Did you uh, make any friends? Uh, I did. Chap called Otto. And uh, you uh, you played football? No. No, no, that, that's a myth. Nobody bloody had one. <laughs> so we uh, played a game of strip poker instead. Uh, what? A bloody nippy night for it, it was. Lost three men to frostbite. But it was worth it in the end to see the enemy up close, to realise that underneath we're all just the same. Right. And uh, who won the strip poker? Otto. And what did he have? Hard to say. Uh, Expert, maybe, or psoriasis around his nipples. No, I mean the cards. Oh, you know, straight flush. And that was it. Guns began firing in the distance. We knew it was time to go. Did you see Otto again? I did. Once. During our advance the following spring, storming the front-line trenches, they didn't know we were coming. We caught the enemy with his pants down. <laughs> again. And what did you do? Shot him through the head. Turns out he'd be playing with a false deck of cards. That's all for you. Tracks all sorts. Oh. World War One was so successful it started a franchise. And the sequel was released a few years later. I'm told there's a third in the trilogy on the way. <laughs> but... To show their gratitude for Britain's help in the war, Norway pledged to send a Christmas tree every year to Trafalgar Square. That is, until... Your first time setting up the Trafalgar Square tree? Yeah, I can't wait. It feels so great to be part of such an amazing tradition. How long has it been going? Norway sent the tree since 1947. Although it's all changed this year, of course. What do you mean? They're refusing to send it because Liz Truss was sick all over the Norwegian Prime Minister. Oh, God. So what are we going to do? Don't you worry. Despite what people think, Britain's still got a lot of friends in the world. Someone else stepped up. We'll barely notice the difference. Oh, wow, great. So who sent us the tree? Sweden. Oh, here it comes now. Oh, God. Oh, Christ. What? What is it? They've, they've sent it flat-packed. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus Christ, no. Um, it's OK. It's OK. I'm great at these. I did our wardrobe last month. Stop. 498 pieces! The cheeky girls are supposed to turn the lights on in six hours! Don't worry, don't worry. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll put it on task, Rabbit. We're God. bound to get some underexperienced students helping us in no time. Where's the Allen key? I can't find the Allen key! Christmas can be a hard time of year for the elderly. 
Nobody knows that more than the veterans of the British Armed Forces. This Christmas, we're paying tribute to those brave men and women who served at home and abroad. That's why all December here at the Royal Chelsea Hospital Weatherspoons, Jaeger bombs are just one pound. Yes, that's right. We at Weatherspoons have bought the Royal Chelsea Hospital. So come and pay tribute to someone else's grandparents whilst getting away from your own. Christmas wasn't always a time of peace and fun. Stop. Why have you oh, gone back joy, to doing isn't that? It? You just said, when I did the last, you were like, oh, great, come around to it. Why have you gone back to doing that? I just thought it would... Because- I just don't think... I don't think it's necessary when the next sketch starts with a narrator. The year is 1653. After a long and bloody civil war, King Charles I has been executed and wicked Puritans have usurped power across the land. Oliver Cromwell rules as Lord Protector over England, Scotland and Ireland. Wales was also there. Christmas, the most joyous time of year, has been outlawed and all festivities, games and music are banned. Right, you little toe rag, you're coming with me. What? I was just setting the scene. Yeah, yeah, that's what they all say. Come on. And on the afternoon of December the 25th, Cromwell returns home after a morning of tyranny to his family, looking forward to his first Puritan Christmas. Right, you as well. Come on. Oh, this is ridiculous. I'm the storyteller. Exactly. I'm arresting you for being a Christmas trope. But I need to set the scene. There's more the audience need to know. Stop putting on that stupid voice. No, Elizabeth Cromwell nervously awaits her husband's return. Meanwhile, John Thurlow patrols the streets looking for those who are illegally celebrating Christmas. Bloody actors! Always love the sound of their own voice. Come on, you little geeks! Mary, Richard, come here. Your father will be home very shortly, and I know we're all finding this new Puritan Christmas very hard. It's awful. Is there no chance of a normal Christmas, Mother? It's very dangerous at the moment, children. I I think it's best we keep our heads down and don't ask such things. Your father's been acting a little odd lately. Elizabeth, children, father's home. Hello, dear. How was your day? Yes, not bad. We executed a few more popish heathens attempting to celebrate Christmas in secret. Right. And, uh, is that a tree? Oh, you'll never believe it, Elizabeth. Some festive hoodlum has decorated one of our conifers in the garden with baubles and tinsel and such. Thought best bring it in out of sight, lest our neighbours think we're celebrating Christmas or something. Can't we just take the decorations off? No. I'm afraid that handling decorations would count as a festive tradition. Let's keep it inside until Twelfth Night. Right. Uh, Okay, then. Uh, And the presents? These? Why, they're not presents, Elizabeth. They're just gifts, Puritan gifts, for being such good sports about this whole Christmas malarkey. But you've wrapped them up, Daddy. Yes, in Christmas paper. My one says, from Father Christmas on the label. Well, what was I supposed to use? We don't actually have Puritan wrapping paper. I'll get on that. Here you are, kids. Enjoy. Oh, marvellous. Thank you, Daddy. Are you all right, dear? You're not missing a traditional Christmas? Elizabeth, having a Puritan Christmas was my idea. This is a solemn occasion, and it's supposed to be a time of reflection. 
and prayer, with no popish whimsy or petty distractions. So if you don't mind, let's all go and put the tree up, and then have a delicious turkey supper. You bought a turkey? Of course I didn't. Why would I, when there are thousands just warbling around with nothing to do? So I thought instead of culling them, why not do the Puritan thing and cook them? Gobble them up for Sunday lunch. <laughs> gobble, gobble, gobble. It's Tuesday. Yes, but I'm busy on Sunday. I don't think you are. Well, that's a shame, because it's been in the arger all morning. Didn't you notice the smell? Come on, kids, let's go and set the table. Yay! <laughs> oh, I love a Puritan Christmas. Daddy, can I have some wine? Maybe just a drop, but none for your mother. Oliver, we need to talk about this. If the neighbours smell our cooking... Oh, hell. <clears throat> Good afternoon. Madam, in the name of the Protectorate, you are under arrest for displaying garish Christmas decorations on your house. What? What do you mean? What, what Christmas decorations? Oh, fuck. No, look, I can explain. Men, Caesar. <laughs> no, excuse me, sir. You can't just barge in here and arrest me without telling me who you are. I am John Thurlow, head of the secret police. Well, that's not very secret, is it? Just knocking on the door and declaring who you are? No. I suppose you're right. All right, shut the door, and I'll do it again. Hello. Good evening, ma'am. I am but a humble housewife looking to borrow some sugar. Yes, see, now that's more like it. Thank you. <laughs> Truth be told, I haven't been in this post very long, so... Ah, 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 ah. No, no breaking your cover. Oh, <laughs> right, yes. Uh, these are my daughters. Say hello, girls. <laughs> oh, what handsome girls. Here's some sugar, good housewife. Why, thank you, ma'am. Tell me, good wife... Oh, I'm sorry, I, I don't know your name. Uh, Susan. Tell me, good wife Susan, are you new to the area? Oh, no, we, we've lived here for a few years, haven't we, girls? <laughs> My husband, God rest his soul, passed away last year. Oh, very good. <laughs> Lovely detail. And we've been struggling to make ends meet ever since, haven't we, girls? <laughs> Oh, well, you will be in my prayers, Susan. Good night, and a Merry Christmas. A Merry Christmas. Heathen! Guards, arrest this man! <laughs> no, you, you, you can't arrest me, I'm not a humble housewife! Elizabeth, what's taking so long? Oh, John. John Thurlow. <laughs> oh, Miss, Mr. Cromwell, sir, we... Uh, get off me, men! <laughs> We, uh, we received reports of garish Christmas decorations in this area. Ah, bastards! I hope you catch them, Thurlow. They're on your house, sir. What? You mean these Puritan purity lights? Showing our neighbours that our Puritan further shines further than anyone else's? Is that tree in your living room, sir? Yes, it is. Some punks decorated it. So I thought I'd bring it in out of sight. Come on in, men. Come on in out of the cold. No, uh, no, I, d I don't think that's a good idea. No, I will come in if you don't mind. Take a pew, men. There's plenty to go around. Gravy? Who wants gravy? Oh, forgive me for saying, sir, but this feels an awful lot like a traditional Christmas dinner. Nonsense, John. This is just an ordinary Sunday lunch that happens to be on a Tuesday. Cracker? Who wants to pull a cracker? With old crummy rummy rumwell. Oh, for God's sake. I think I might have to write this up, sir. What? These are not Christmas crackers. They're Puritan pulling bangers. Now pop your little Puritan hat on, won't you, and tell us the joke. Oliver! 
Look at what you're doing. Oh, I think I'm good, sir. I've seen enough. Men, don't go yet. We're about to get the carols in. You what? what? There's Carol Smith from next door. Hello. Carol Hargreaves from number 24. Hello. Carol Taylor. She did all those black hats we wear. Hello. Carol Smiley. She did our upstairs bedroom. Hello. We've got Carol Cooper, Carol Baker, Carol Candlestick Maker. And of course, Carol O'Leary. Oh, top of the evening to you there. Go, go, get out! Get out! Get out! Please, no. Oh, right. I forgot about the whole Catholic thing. Oliver, this has gone too far. I've had enough of your negativity, Elizabeth. I'm simply trying to give my family a nice Tuesday, Sunday lunch. Now cheer up, would you? The King's Speech will be starting soon, and I don't want to miss that this year. Ah, yes, I had him executed, didn't I? How could I forget? Because you're clearly living in denial and regret about cancelling Christmas. I told you this would happen. You've made an exact replica of Christmas dinner. Nonsense. We've never had guests for Christmas dinner before. I know, not even my parents. Yes, not even your royalist parents. Oh, God, you said you wouldn't bring that up. Well, they've never liked me, have they? Let's be frank. Oh, they like you. Oh, yes, indeed, they like you. They just don't like your silly little politics. Right, that's it. This whole house is under arrest. What? No. I could just about believe the rest of it. But a husband and wife falling out over lunch, trouble with the in-laws, bringing up politics. There's no denying it. This is Christmas just as it's always been. You're coming with me. Come on, your nicks and the kids as well. So, uh, what do we all do? Well, there's still the ensuite that needs doing. Come on, Carols, let's get to it. That's it for this week. Next week, King Charles II moves into his father's house and we find out how to plaster over even the most traumatic of memories. I'm Carol Smiley, and this has been Changing Regimes. See you next week. And so, with that, Cromwell was brought to firm and swift justice. He was made to pay a small fine and to return the tree to the West Ely Christmas Tree Emporium. And the following year, Elizabeth brought her parents round on Christmas Day. It was an absolute fucking disaster. We know it's hard for businesses this Christmas. That's why here at Weatherspoons, we're closing dozens of our pubs around the country. Establishments that in some cases have provided food and drink to local communities for hundreds of years. Pubs that we had no right taking over in the first place. Gone, just like that. All because Tim Martin says so. But until we're closed, and until the staff are laid off with no redundancy notice because we've made sure they're all employed on zero-hour contracts which creates a legal loophole meaning we don't have to pay anyone any money they should be guaranteed under their statutory rights, Jaeger bombs are just one pound. So this Christmas, when you're back visiting your hometown and can't think of anywhere else to meet up because nobody lives there anymore, don't worry about morals, scruples, or whose pocket your money ultimately ends up in. Come to Weatherspoons, because once we've priced out every other pub in town, what choice do you really have? <laughs> so that brings to an end Horrigan and Howe's Christmas Cracker for this year. We hope you had a very Merry Christmas. And a Happy New Year! <sighs> You've 
just listened to Horrigan and Howell's sketch tonic Christmas special. This was a Here First production, written by and starring Liam Horrigan and Matthew Howell, with Georgia Bradley and Joe Hartland. Directed by Craig Busick. Edited and produced by Craig Busick and Gareth Wood, with sound design by Gareth Wood. Subscribe on your favourite podcast platforms for your follow-up dosage. To find out more about Horrigan and Howell, go to horriganandhowell.com or follow on Instagram and Twitter at Horrigan Howell.